there's a reason more pros choose redneck blinds over any other blind on the market. Combining amazing quietness, scent control, and usability features, you have the ultimate hunting blind. Give them a call or check them out online at redneckblinds.com. Dakota Silence, we're embracing better. Our focuses, revolutionary concealment, extreme silence, enhanced thermal efficiency, purpose-driven functionality. Unheard, unnoticed, uncompromised. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Outdoor Podcast uh, right here on Carbon TV. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, we have a special guest today. Alan is on from our friends at Lazy CK Ranch down in Texas, a place that I had the luxury of visiting uh, with our friends at Faradine who brought me down there to meet Alan and uh, get in some really amazing hunts. And, uh, you know, Alan, I never really understood um, the history of the the name Lazy CK Ranch. I was hoping today you could take us through that, like what it actually means, if there's something specific, and I don't even know what, what it what it stands for. So I, I guess I'll, I'll send it off to you. And, and how are you doing, by the way? Hey, I'm good. It's uh, it's good to see you again. It's always good to see you. Uh, uh, yeah, I can, I can, I'm, you know, I, I don't want your listeners to think that I'm being um, shy about this, but uh, our, our, our owners, my owners for the ranch, uh, they're pretty uh, private people. So I'll just tell you that his name is Chip, and I think you met him, and uh, he retired, always wanted to own a ranch in Texas, he's from the East Coast, so when he sold his businesses and retired, uh, the Lazy CK came into existence, and it's uh, Chip's Kingdom, Lazy Chip's Kingdom, and he is anything but lazy, he's always running around (laughs) this place with his hair on fire, fixing feeders, and it's so funny when guests come, and, and he's sitting in my office, and he's in his you know, Walmart blue jeans and, you know, his CK shirt and his tennis shoes. And I always introduce him as our chief feeder fixer and people believe it. And they're like, Oh, nice to meet you. Feeder fixer guy, you know, and he's the owner. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about uh, that place a lot. Cause I mean, I had such a good time there and it was a, such a great experience um, to hunt those animals and the variety of animals. And actually it was the first time in my life I ever saw a rat snake, I thought that was quite interesting. It was a very large uh, snake. And I, <laughs> I'll i never forget it because I'm like, man, that is like literally the biggest snake I've ever seen. And in Michigan, we don't usually see snakes that large, at least. I don't uh, recall ever seeing a snake like that. <laughs> but They're good down there, right? <laughs> Probably down there, right? Oh, yeah. We have a lot of them. I think we, we killed 50. We kill about 50 rattlesnakes a year. I think we're at 30-something already this year. and. Wow. got many more months of warm weather to, weather to go those rat snakes are good to have around though those those are those are good good dudes yeah what do they, they they eat rats is that the where they get the name yeah they eat yeah they eat a lot of stuff uh we've got some blue indigos on the ranch too um i don't know if you've seen those are about the most docile and huge snake uh but you can just pick them up and they're cool and calm and wow. chill and they eat rattlesnakes oh, oh that's dang. real good yeah, that's cool, man. That's the first time in my life I got introduced to chickers. And I, you know, I everybody got them except for me because I put Sawyer all over me and I, it seemed to work very well. And on the plane ride home, I'll never forget it because uh, Dan, 
uh, from Nine Finger Chronicles sat next to me. He was just itching his legs the whole time. Bro, I felt so bad for him. They could eat you up, but no lie, we had a guest come from Alaska, uh, probably, literally, probably one of the best outfitters in the world, uh, Steve Perrins from the Rainy Pass Lodge, and he got him so bad that he called me and he said, hey, I want to come back. I want to hunt a markhor with my bow. Uh, Shot up here, David, with his bow. I was very, very proud of that because he just had shoulder surgery. And anyways, like, I want to come back so bad. It's like in my blood now, but I have to come. I can't come back. The chiggers are out. They gave him an autoimmune disease. Whoa! Wow! Wow! He That's got him crazy. so bad that he got a he got a reaction to it. So jeez, he's, he's a great guy. So they're coming back to hunt Markle. But yeah, they, they Sawyer, man, Sawyer's the way to go. I need a single one. <laughs> Sawyer, what what is that? I don't know. Oh my is. god, it's a lifesaver. So Sawyer makes products that um, obviously repel mosquitoes, uh, chigger, all that stuff, like any sort of mites. And basically what I did is they have two different kinds. They have a blue bottle and a yellow bottle. The yellow bottle is not supposed to touch your skin, but you pre-spray your clothes with it and they won't go on you. So when before I came to Texas, I had laid out all my hunting clothes I was going to wear and pre-sprayed them like, like a week before. And it lasts like three months, the, the, the coating. And so I, I sprayed everything down, the socks, the boots, the um everything so that on purpose so i didn't have to actually use the blue bottle which is what goes on your skin when you're there if you if you needed it uh but i never needed it because nothing touched me because my clothes are are radiant with uh sawyer (laughs) it's amazing i would definitely keep it there for clients especially that those the the blue and the yellow just so they have the option if they're getting it bad you know but like i said i didn't get touched once by anything when i was in texas yeah crazy i used it when i went on a spring bear hunt in quebec and the black flies. I mean, literally, when the bears were coming in, they came in in a cloud of black flies. It was like Nasty. a two-foot cloud of black flies around them, but they never bothered me. I mean, it, it works really good. I'm writing it down. That's good to know. I mean, my first thought was, as a bow hunter like you, you know, obviously, there's no there's no scent to it, I guess. Well, the bear didn't smell it. No, it doesn't good scent. Yeah. It, once you let it dry... It's uh, and it stays on, I think, for six washings or something. It's something like it's a pretty long time, yeah. The, the yellow one, not the blue one. The blue one just it goes on your skin, so it's like a permethrin or whatever versus yeah, other a, theme, yeah you know. and it's actually a derivative from the chrysanthemum, wow. which uh is kind of a natural product. So you sound like a scientist. I just <laughs> I, I just want to know how it worked. That's funny. Uh yeah, but it's great. I would definitely keep that for clients. It's definitely a a must have, I think in that area, especially if you guys are getting them bad, you know, the only thing you can help your clients with that I saw when I was there, that was very interesting to me was, um, uh, fully sworn beehive of about 10 million bees going through the air. <laughs> never seen anything like that in my life. And I, I never forget it. Cause I heard it coming and I'm like, what is that noise? And I really thought for a moment, you guys were flying drones, like to film the hunters because you know, it was like a media thing. So I was like, it's not like a drone coming. I'm like, that's so weird. Why I got, I, I didn't say anything about drones or, then I'm like, why would they run a drone when I'm, you know, going to be pulling a, a, on a, a pull, pull back a bow and access buck or something, right? Maybe they'll scare it. And then and also I look over my shoulder and there's got to be 10,000 to 100,000 killer bees or whatever. I didn't know what kind of bee it was just going through the air. Just, I was like, oh my God. That's Do you crazy. see that very often? No, no, not really. But it sounds like you got the full the full on Texas experience with the chiggers and the scorpions and the spiders and the snakes and the bees and the, you know, I got to see all, all the little guys. 
<laughs> yeah, I would say my favorite part, uh, obviously the whole experience was great when we were there and I highly recommend your place. It was a lot of fun, but I, I think the hogs were a lot of fun to hunt. Everything was fun to hunt, but the hogs were like, different although people might think a hog is easy and i'm okay with that comment necessarily i don't think it was like super hard to hunt the hog but i would suggest that it was a very exciting hunt and it was very it was not like i thought it would be with a bow i just assumed it would be a lot easier but really it was kind of like scary like the things came in like so aggressive and and you know in michigan we have like wild pigs it's not the same it's like it's like a it's like a field pig that's been let loose you know they got they got they got away or you know and they become boorish like, but they're not like what you guys have there. That's like legit. Like, and I, and I feel that way because I remember sitting there and it was pitch black and it was all I heard was raw, raw. And I could hear them running. I'm like, what the heck all around me? Just in the pitch black. And there's going, just roaring and stuff. And it was the creepiest thing. Like, and if you're not used to that or you've never experienced it, it was an experience. I can tell you that. And I remember when that light was coming, I was like, please hurry up. You know, I just want to shoot one of these things and get the heck out of here. <laughs> this don't feel right. You know, it seems, it seems a little more aggressive than I was thinking, you know. And they're, they're the real deal down here. They're the real Russian war, you know, uh, wild, uh, crazy, you know, pigs. I mean, I, you know, people, they, they can be very, very, very scary at times for sure. Yeah, I, I wasn't really too nervous necessarily until I got down after shooting it. And Justin, the guide's like, they they came back and they were coming back. And he told me, he's like, get back in the tree. <laughs> I was like, what? I go, this is going down. I'm like, okay, see ya. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not carrying a sidearm. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah, they, they came back though. Like, the, like, I don't know if they were trying to help their dead or what they were doing, but it was kind of creepy. I'm like, what the heck is going on right now? It but do you guys like get that it. a lot? Do you guys get, do they come back after you guys sometimes or how's that work? I don't, I don't think those pigs were coming back after you. They were coming back after feet. Got uh, it. So they're coming back to figure out yeah. what's going down. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I've had them, I've, you know, if I've killed, I've killed thousands of them in Texas and, uh, you know, it's first. I owned a ranch management company, so I manage ranches all over. And I'll never forget one time, sort of like your story. Uh, I was sitting in a blind. We had a pig problem. And I kept tripping that feeder. As soon as you remember, right when the remotes came off with the for the feeders, and you could sit there and hit that sucker as many times as you wanted, I kept hitting that, tripping that. And I swear to God, Dave, it looked like D-Day in Normandy. And I'm shooting oh these God. pigs. And these pigs are so hungry. They're stepping over their dead brother. To come into that feed. And every time I'd hit that thing, them suckers would come back and I'd shoot more and they'd run off and then I'd hit it again and they'd come back. It was unbelievable. Wow. That's crazy. Omaha Beach. How many how many piglets do they have in a, in one uh, when one in one pregnancy or whatever they call it? Six to ten, and they can have three litters a year. Wow, literally. Oh wow. they don't they don't have any known predators that I know of besides us. So they're they're pretty prolific, you know. Oh, that's uh, crazy creatures yeah they're pretty cool they're they're very interesting now, now are those pigs the same like hogs i guess that you would find in everywhere in texas or are they are they uh different than like uh like i guess the hogs i was hunting with you guys were those natural to texas or are those different hogs than what would be maybe in the in a different area of texas no they're going to be the same they're going to be the same, same yeah i wasn't sure what people people refer to the razorback is that like a specific kind of hog in in arkansas or yeah yeah that's different yeah that's like a russian board now you've got 
I did not know we were going here, so I did not brush up on my pig literature. Uh, but I think that that's a Russian boar cross uh, is the Razorback. I think that that's how that is. Like it, it bred with another wild pig and became the Razorback, I think. Uh, but one of your listeners will sure enough comment Tell me how wrong I am. I mean, I've seen some crazy videos on YouTube of those things. I don't know, like just doing. If if, for all I know, they could have been Texas ones too, you know. But man, there's some weird. Like some of those hogs are nuts, man. Yeah, they charge you. Yeah, they did some. I seen some pretty scary stuff. That's why I was like going into that, just like going into my black bear hunt. Like I had a lot of videos. I'm like, I don't know about this. This is a little bit sketch, you know. I I, I'm more of like a normal whitetail hunter, you know. I go sit there. It's not dangerous besides falling off a tree. You know, it's very, you know, very rarely will a deer attack a person, of course, you know, very rare. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That was a cool experience, though. And I, I'll tell you what, that uh, Aw Dad was sweet. That was that was really cool. Seeing them come in and then getting a shot was, like, a very hard process. It wasn't, like, a simple, like, they came in rough and fast and furious, and they stayed together, like, tight, like, so tight where you can't really hit one without hitting another. So, like, it was very, like, stressful like trying to see if i'm going to get one to separate or you know they were like i mean they were like touching each other like eating and then they they would leave and then come back and then it was really interesting but we have that mountain here actually it's pretty sweet it's in the other room but i've seen it i've good. seen pictures of it that was a hell of an odd dad i remember that that, that that's probably that's the second hardest thing on the ranch to hunt and those suckers are so cagey that they'll you'll you'll hear them coming in sometimes you'll hear them or you'll see them and they'll stand in the brush line Mm-hmm. And for 30 minutes and they're just looking for an excuse to bugger they just yeah. want something to happen so they can take off you know I'll, I'll, i remember it because justin and i were sitting there and he's like he's like we're talking we're just bsing you know and he's like he goes don't move he's like don't move they're there i'm like what and he goes they're straight out just look straight out and i was like i could see them like right on the edge and they're doing exactly what you're saying they're staring they're just staring at the set you know and right. there there was like three or four of them and they wouldn't move and they were sitting there for a while it must have been five 10 20 minutes and i'm like oh my god he's like just don't move you're good you're good you know and then finally one of them bulged in from the back and just pushed through and came to the to the feed and then they all started because they didn't want to like fall behind so they all mentally probably were thinking like oh he's gonna get all the food i gotta go now you know and he pushed in and just start challenging then they all came in and it was just like it was like dinner bell right they were just going nuts and they were like so like but I could tell they're sketch, you know, like they're gonna go if, if at any minute. So I was just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm like, please just separate, separate, you know, until <laughs> he gets shot. Uh, but that was that was a good experience. That thing was cool. And, it, and it, going up to it, honestly, I didn't even recognize like because I've never really seen one before how large it actually was until we got up to it. And I'm like, wow, that thing is huge. You know, that's not yeah. what I was thinking. I'm thinking like a little ram head, you know, I didn't realize how big it actually was until I went up to it. I'm like, wow, that thing's huge. <laughs> I think our, you know, our ranch is really, really large. You've seen it. You've been here um, for, for what we do. There's, there's bigger ones certainly out there, but you know, it's 8,000 acres. Uh, it's a, it's a big place. And, uh, I think, you know, we tried the cell phone cams and they didn't work. They Bluetooth off each other and they've got to be within a thousand yards. And I think our closest is 1400. But where I'm going with this is you can be sitting in a, at, you know, at a set and sitting in a tree or a custom built bow blind that we have. And you can hear them feeding on the protein feeders from 14, wow. 1500 yards away at another protein. Bam. Bam, bam. And sometimes a, a hunter will, will harvest one like you did. And he'll have green all on his horns from just beating the hell out of those wow. protein feeds. 
That's crazy. So you said that's the second hardest thing to hunt. What's the hardest? Your guy. Your guy is the hardest thing to hunt. And you wouldn't believe it for a six, 700 pound animal that's as big as, bigger than a horse. Uh, but they, you know how in Africa they call the kudu the gray ghost? Well, those are like the blue gray ghost. I mean, they're, they're, they're hard. They're, they're not patternable. They're not, uh, they're not easy. They can be as stealthy as anything you've ever hunted. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. We just trapped some with the helicopter. We had to sell some females and, uh, we thought we were going to get rid of about 30 females and guy goes up, counts them, comes back down and says, how many do you want to get rid of? And I said, well, I think if we get rid of 30, we'll have about 10 cows left and that'll be enough. And he said, brother, we just counted 80. Uh, and we, we'd never seen more than probably 10 together at a time. Uh, so you know, they're, they're hard, they're hard, hard animal. They're, they're they've been odd at both. And then the black buck present a whole different, you know, challenge because they're going to string jump you or duck you at anything further than 20 yards. And you've got to pick which one before you let an arrow go. Just Is the black it. buck the spiral one? Yep. That thing's awesome. That was going to tell you next time I do get back down there, that's why I'm going to go for that and for hog. But that's the one I wanted that Tim Kent got. And I was like, dude, that thing is sick. And it was like spirals. And it's not too big, I wouldn't say, right? It's, they're about that big, maybe, or like somewhere. Yeah, in here. we shoot them. We shoot them, you know, a, you know, tw anything 20 inches plus is a, is, a, is a real good trophy. We'll have hunters harvest them 18 to 22. Uh, you know, you get above the 22 mark, 23, 24, that's a, that's a, Four and a half curl, five curl black buck. That's a big, big black buck. And how how heavy are these animals? They're not that big, right? No, they're like the size of an Impala. They're from yeah, India they're... too. The Neil guy, the Axis, and the black buck are all from India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Axis buck was a great hunt too. That that was fun actually. That the Axis buck was fighting with the hogs in the same spot. I shot the hog. I shot the Axis buck, and they were fighting, which was pretty cool. Like the the Axis buck was like putting his head down and just like running towards the hogs, you know, but unfortunately, see, this is, this was a couple of years back and I didn't have, uh, what do you call it? I, I might have it on camera, but I feel like it was like too dark, you know, cause it was happening in the early morning, you know, with that, where it was like, they were fighting. I could see with my eyes, but I know the camera couldn't probably see it, but it was cool, man. Like they were trying to eat the corn and then he would put his head down and like charge them just slightly. And it was pretty neat to watch. Do you guys have a lot of access buck out there? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we probably have 90 shooters on the property right now. And for as cool as that experience was that you had with the hogs, I mean, I'm personally completely obsessed with hunting axis. I just shot my dream axis a couple of weeks ago with my bow. I chased him for three years over at my brother's place uh, south of here. Uh, and it was a comedy of errors that, that happened for me to not, uh, you know, not not be able to harvest that guy. I mean, one time, you know, just, just stuff that happens to all bow hunters, I hope, you know, but, you know, I go to draw back one time and my arrow wasn't knocked on my string and it fell out. Clink, 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 gone. You know, <laughs> uh, one time the wind, the wind, <laughs> the wind was real, real heavy. And I got in like way before daylight and I knew he was coming in and I didn't know that it had collapsed my blind a little bit. So I go to draw on him and I literally can't, draw my bow because my elbow is hitting the back of the damn blind. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lamp of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Down Wind, Burris, Vapor Trail, 
stokerized Arizona Archery Enterprises. Apex Rewards in Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. And so I have to push my bow out the window to get the draw. And as soon as I do that, he's gone. You know, yeah. the day before I shot that axis, I'm hunting with my son. I love hunting with my son. They're all coming in. Um, we had we had a female come in behind us. Uh, I, we didn't know she was there. Uh, so she she chirps. They take off. And our plan was on that. We were going to there was this there's an older herd bull that was a lot smaller. And we were, I said, okay, why we're going to, we're going to shoot this herd bull. When we shoot this herd bull, it'll allow the bigger bull that we've been chasing to come in. He's almost just as old, but for some reason he got his butt kicked by this older, smaller bull. And why it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I go to draw on that guy and she, she, but I mean, my son is nine and I didn't have the heart to tell him I'm glad he can't listen to this. Uh, you know, he said, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? Well, as soon as I pick my bow up, he is up and down and bound and around. You know, he wants to see, he wants to see dad shot, you know, and he's making all the noise and clink, 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 clink. You know, he wants to see it. They took <laughs> off. But we're going home that night. He's got to go to his cousin's place and uh, the next morning. And I said, hey, are you, are you okay if I go and hunt in the morning? And he said, yeah, dad, go because you're going to shoot that old bull and then we can go hunt the big one together. And so what happens? 15 minutes after I get there, that big bull walks down the hill through this ravine and walks straight to 16 yards and stands wow. broadside. And as I'm, as I'm drawing, I'm thinking, my son's going to kill me. And, but I have to do, I have to take this guy. I mean, it's just, he was so in my head, you know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. got it done. Uh, I was shooting the new prime bow. I hit you on Twitter on that. Uh, uh, I, I just switched to prime. And uh, love it and uh, got it done. So anyway, that, but you were talking about the hog experience. If you've ever heard an axis scream, like when they're roaring, like elk, you know. I don't but think so. It's, it's yeah. different. It's it's wild. It'll shake you in your boots. Yeah, well, you hear them start roaring. And it's, it's crazy. That's awesome. It's funny you talk about dropping your arrow and it goes plink, plink, plink. I was hunting in Michigan up in a pine tree and it was so cold that morning. I don't know. It was probably around zero and I'd sat for like three hours and here comes this deer and I'm so cold. I could barely pull my bull back and the dang thing let loose. And you know, that game Plinko on the price is right. It went down. It went down. Plink, 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 plink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that deer, that deer looked at, I swear the deer was laughing. I swear it was just looking at me like you moron. <laughs> I'm out of here now. See ya. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, it was so loud too. So what's the, um, what's the, what's the situation at the, uh, ranch with whitetail deer? How does that work? Well, we're on the MLD permit. So in Texas, uh, all the deer, even when we, even when we bought deer or whatever, they're all technically owned by the state. We have a permit to hunt them. We can hunt as many as we, well, not as many as we want. We, we get our, per, our, our tags are provided from the state. Got so it. We're, so we're is that a certain season though? 
Well, yeah, actually, it, it allows us to extend our season. So when archery season opens in Texas, we open for all things. So it's the first, usually the first Saturday of October. Uh, it, and yeah. we get to hunt all, all uh, weapons of choice all the way till the end of February. So our whitetail season is about five months. It is five months. When you say um, weapon of choice, that means you could do a gun or a bow or even like an air bow. Anything you want. Yeah. See, this is what I, I like about Texas. I just, I feel like it's so simplified. It's like, look, look, I got a hunting license. Why does it matter what I use? You know, I, I just don't get it. You know, I feel like these other states are just so crazy when it comes to these things. You know, not to get political here, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's like people want to argue and fight about a crossbow shouldn't be used here, this and that, you know, it's like, wait a minute, like I bought a tag. Like, what does it matter what I use? You know, I mean, I just think it's interesting how I, I just love Texas for that reason. I got to come down there just to use an airbow. <laughs> oh, I tried so bad. Come on. Not them however you like. Yeah, I got plans. Believe me, I'm, I'm planning to get there. We got to figure it out. It's just a little far for us. So it's like, yeah, unfortunately, you brought, so... up, you brought up Tim, Tim Kent earlier. Can we just take a second to talk about how awesome that guy is? Oh, like Tim Kent's the, the best. One of the nicest, most genuine, help you. Uh, I'm so thankful to have met him, and he's been back a couple of times since. Uh, and, I, you know, Tim, if you ever listen to this, you're a great dude, and thanks for being a great friend. I, I like to think that – see, I like to think that Faradine chose to bring the wonderful Dave Thomas from Boner Planet to go hunt with them and test things, but I, I definitely know deep down sides because of Tim Kent's influence that I had that opportunity. So, yes, thank you, Tim. Appreciate your help. <laughs> yeah, so that – but, yeah, Tim's great, man. He's he's just so knowledgeable about the industry, and uh, he's been in it a long time now. And, and I met him through the marketing side of everything, and um, – He's like a guy I call no matter what, like if I have an idea or if I don't know how to approach a company, like I'll talk to him and say, Hey, what's your thoughts on this? Or, you know, am I doing that wrong? Or should I, you know, ask this question or what do you think? You know, he's just, he just knows a lot of people, you know, and there's a couple of people like that in the industry that I would say that are really good like that specifically. But actually it's funny um, that we're talking because I had talked to Terry because she actually moved over to Arcus and I told her, I said, Hey, you know, thank you for taking me on that hunt. And I just, by the way, that, that hunt not only was a really important aspect to what I do, but it really did help me bring like more content to the user in, in experiences. Right. I mean, those experiences we had there were really important, especially for what we do in media. Cause I feel like it, it now allows me to say, well, you know, people want to, you know, people want to harp on the rage. They always do. But I say, look, I'll be honest guys, from my point of view, I shot four animals, you know, of which one was a Rhea, so a bird with huge feathers. One was the uh, Audad, which was a monstrous animal. One was an access buck, and one was a hog with a rage, and it killed it every single time within about 15 yards, dropped every one of them animals. Put take, you know, obviously I put great shots on them as well. So that does play a role, I would say. But you know, I'm just saying it, it, I tested it. So to me, it's tried and true. And I got to actually test it in a real environment with real animals, you know, and, and I just, I can't say enough good things about it because for me, it worked perfect, you know, and I understand people are going to have some issues out there. It's going to happen, but, uh, but not just that other stuff we tested while we were there, you know, arrows, there's tons of stuff we played with, you know, while we were there. And a cool part is too, I, you know, they have it, you guys have a separate room and they would bring you into the room 
by yourself with the media people and you would go over the new products that they're thinking about launching after you sign NDA. Mm -hmm. But like, so they show you all these cool things. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. And obviously these guys know how to cook some food. They're from Texas. So the food was absolutely yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the lodge itself is awesome places to stay. It's all real nice, really kept beautiful. You guys added a pool. It looks like that wasn't there when I was there. You guys were building it. I think a couple years I back. Think we've added a lot of stuff. Since <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, including we've changed all our mobile lines to custom built mobile lines, and we built a tree house, and then we, we built canopy blinds up in trees. And yeah, that tree house is. So we I got was gonna ask you about that. So yeah, when I was there, you guys were talking about like, hey, we really want to get into this bow hunting thing more. We're kind of more adapted to gun hunting, and so. Um, that was where like you guys were talking about. So that's good to know. You guys started getting more and more into depth on that. Um, that's pretty I'll, cool. I'll tell you this, Dave. I, I think that I think that there's a lot of great outfitters in Texas. There's a lot of great experiences. There's a lot of uh, places that are more fancy than ours, and I think that there's a lot of places that aren't. Right? Uh, we we kind of stay right in the family atmosphere, middle. You know, great great place, but you know, and the animals on all of these places are about the same. Okay, that's the truth. Um, but nobody bow hunts like we do. Nobody. We've put so much time and effort uh, and energy and money, ships money, uh, into transforming this place <laughs> into a bow hunter's paradise. And that's what we hang our hat on. We, we have a lot of gun hunters that come through. We love the gun. I love every hunter. I don't care how you hunt. Um, it does not matter to me. Uh, I think we're all one brotherhood or sisterhood, to tell you the truth. Uh, but... Um, but if you're a bow hunter and you're listening to this and you want to come to Texas, this is the spot. No doubt. I, no question in my mind. Yeah, it does. It's a great experience. I, I would suggest. And they also had an amazing cooler full of a lot of beer. And it was a lot of good ice cold beer. It was very, it was Texas made beer. There's some of Texas beer. Can't remember the name specifically, but I, I know I love that beer. And I can't, <laughs> damn, I can't put my finger out. I was trying to think about what you're talking. <laughs> it was from the Allstat Brewery. I don't know what it was, but man, it was freaking good. I remember that. I was like, oh, this is great. I will say this, though, it was a little bit um, intimidating, like shooting in front of industry people. I don't usually shoot my bow in front of industry people. I shoot bows here, of course, on camera all the time, but it was a little more nerve wracking when, uh, like, the CEO from <laughs> standing there and then, like, all these other people. I'm like, oh, God, I got to I gotta actually perform here a little bit. I don't want to look like a scrub. I got to <laughs> yeah, at least hit the target, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's cool though. You guys so you guys um let me ask you something uh from a perspective of you know the hunters who do come there, how far are you guys from let, let's say a local pro shop or let, let's say someone had an issue in the field whether they're with their bow or gun or anything really. Do you guys have abilities to fix anything there or do you uh, have a pro shop within range or do they, are they supposed to bring extra bow? Like, you know, like, I guess, how's that work? Well, since you've been here uh, in our, in our pro shop, we, we renamed it the rage room. Uh, so we carry broadheads, arrows, releases, knocks, luminox. Um, we're sponsored by NUMA uh, is a great sponsor of ours. So that was developed by a bow hunter in minute. Michigan or Minnesota and bought by a Texas company. So we've got all the gear you need. We have a bow press. We have an aerosol. Uh, we have all of that right here. Wow, but to perfect. Answer, but to answer your question, 
Um, we do have a local pro shop that's about 45 minutes and he'll be on site. They have the mobile trailer. We have a bow hunters only week in the fall. We're going to add one in the spring. Well, bow hunters can come whenever they want, but if you want to come and just be with bow hunting brethren, uh, the last week of October, if you call us today and try to get a whitetail spot, we're going to tell you we're sold out, but there's four spots left. If you're a bow hunter and you want to come, uh, there's four spots left, uh, during that week. And then he, James from bow pros will come. And he'll spend a couple of days here. He'll talk about the latest gear that he's seen. You know, regardless of what it is, they sell everything over at their shop. Uh, you know, tune your bow, talk to you about, you know, waxing your strings and what to look for and what, you know, he's he's the guy. So every bow that's in the in the lodge at the time, he can tell you every single thing there is to know about that bow. Obviously, bow hunters know their bow, and that's why they bought their bow or got their bow. Uh, but uh, he can pray. He tells me things about my bow all the time that I did. Yeah, that's cool. That's really I, cool. I'm curious. Uh, so the last week of October, typically in Michigan, is a huge week for bow hunting because that's kind of like the pre-rut when they're fighting the most and everything. And, you know, your weather is different down there. Would that be the same down there? Is that like uh, your major... Uh, pre-rut like when this that's like when they're really fighting the deer will respond to rattling and you know things like that yeah it's the same it's a, it's, it's about the same we're gonna rut a little earlier uh than y'all because we're warmer uh -huh. uh, probably but um yeah it's gonna be right there i mean they're gonna be right right tuned up and, and ready to ready to go that's that'd be a cool hunt stupid <laughs> yeah that would be a cool hunt. I love the fact that you guys have it all set up to where you can fix issues if if the hunter needs it, especially because they come out of state. A lot of people, and it's like, where are you going to go? You know, if you break your loop, D loop, or something happens. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. You should probably carry some like cheap bows that you have laying around in case they their bow blows up or something. <laughs> we have six of them. We have six. Perfect. Six you of never them know. easily tunable. We've got some of those Matthew Missions bows that. You Good know, idea. Can, Perfect. Yeah, we can draw you out and and a couple crossbows that were good. Got a couple of the crossbows, Miss, Miss Smart Terry man. Quinn, you mentioned her earlier. Uh, got a couple of those, so we're gonna keep you. We're gonna keep you out there hunting. So okay. let's talk about this prime bow you're shooting. So which model are you shooting? Rev X four, the new one. Yep, I actually I won it, Dave. I won it at an <laughs> SEI event in Michigan at the Michigan <laughs> chapter. Yes. So Thanks for I, stopping we, in. We support, I'm sorry, we support a couple of, we support a couple of the chapters around the country. That Michigan chapter in Grand Rapids is one of our favorites. Awesome. And I was up there doing their show and uh, I don't know, it was one of, you know, the ticket girls always get me. They always get me. And I bought a ticket, <laughs> you know, sitting in the booth and I bought a ticket, drinking beer. And uh, sure enough, I won that bow and I'm talking to the guy and I can't remember his name, but he, he had something to do with the, they weren't a pro shop, really. They were a, like a manufacturer or wholesaler and he had something to do with the design or something of that bow and yeah. he was telling me all about it and you know what what size do you want what color do you want he had it all set up when they shipped it to me i wanted an skb case with it pretty cool wow um and i had this matthews uh exr yeah that's nice about you i hated it oh and, wow and I, Interesting. And listen, I, I have nothing against it, guys. People love that bow, and uh, I get it. I, I understand. It just never fit me. I never liked it. It blew up on me one time. Wow. It just never was. I sold my Elite to buy to get that bow, um, shot a few things with it. It was an okay bow, but I was looking for an excuse, and that gave me one. 
And so I, I switched to that. I took it over to James and uh, was dead on paper, you know, right away. And um, uh, I love it. I'm taking it to Africa with me next week. I'm leaving Tuesday. Dang. That's going to be cool. Yeah. What country in Africa are you going to? South Africa. We, we have a place. We started this um, we started this program called CK Worldwide. You know, we're the lazy CK. We started CK Worldwide. We have an international hunting manager named Zach Grobler. So we can take our clients, book them right here in the U.S., right through our office here. Uh, same clients and take them over there to South Africa or Mozambique or Namibia. And we have a place in Scotland that we take people to. So we're wow. kind of expanding out that program. And there's a instead of instead of the consumer having to go through all of the rigmarole of all the education, there's 5,000 South African outfitters. And which one do I pick and where do I go and what do I do? Uh, we started this program where we can we can just take them straight from here to there. That's neat. That's really cool. Yeah, I love it. What do you guys hunt in Scotland? You know, I think they're hunting. Uh, they're hunting. Uh, uh, I haven't been over there yet. We just Zach knew this this outfitter had taken clients there before. I think they're hunting some kind of deer. Don't get me lying, rusa deer maybe. The red deer? Are they hunting those red ones? deer? They're. I think they're hunting red deer. Yeah. Interesting. That's crazy. The Russa deer is Mauritius, not Scotland. So are some of the animals that they would hunt in Africa, some of the same animals you guys have at the ranch here? A few. There's a few. Yeah, like the wildebeest, the gemsbok. Um, there's a few, but there's some we have here that you can't hunt in Africa anymore, like the Attics or the Scimitar or the Dama wow. Gazelle, Three Amigos. Those are extinct over there. If you're going to hunt them, you got to hunt them here. Um, but, you know, it's a whole different. First of all, they have 30 thousand other animals that we don't have yeah, uh, yeah. you know um and it, it's a it's a completely different experience too. You know, you're i think um that. when i was hunting that for the the last day i was there the last night we were hunting the, the ria and justin took me i don't know where i was but he was taking me through something but i could have sworn i might be wrong but i could have swore we saw that weird animal you were talking about that was very hard to see but it's really big I feel like we got a glimpse of it and he made a comment like that thing's really rare or something. And then, then it was gone. I mean, it was gone really fast, but I could have swore we saw it, but I remember something big and like, kind of like real sketchy in the background. It's like, what yeah. the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. They've got black horns, like the devil on their head. Yeah. They, I think know, that was it. Yeah. Oh, it was trophies, eight inches, eight inches of horn is a trophy. Interesting thing about the Neil guy. They, the King Ranch, one of the most famous, maybe the most famous ranch in the country, um, brought those over here. So the King Ranch gets credit for starting the exotic um, boom in Texas, and they should. Uh, so they bring these things over uh, from India. Uh, but really, the story goes that they brought them over to feed their cowboys, uh, not to save them, so to speak, but to feed their cowboys uh, because it was cheaper to beat do that what year are we talking like and i don't know that would have been probably in the 20s and 30s wow guessing i'm guessing and there now you can hunt them free range down there on the king ranch you can draw a tag and go hunt them free range down there oh wow crazy all right man well hey it's been great talking with you as usual uh thanks for doing this appreciate it and uh you know check out lazy ck ranch you guys get a second like i said i've been there i can i can speak for it it's absolutely incredible and hopefully we can get down there eventually soon and and uh get back there because i definitely need to get back i just gotta talk kevin to drive the rv down 
<laughs> sounds good. We'd love to have you guys anytime. Let's go shoot some things right. together. There's two national parks here. There's national parks. Yeah, we're going to go. All right, man. Thanks a lot. We'll see you, okay? Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.